Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. watching this on YouTube. Um, (laughs) If you're watching this on YouTube, then good on you. I think that it's just another fun way to have to have the information out there. Some people are more visual learners. So if you're getting ready for the day or you're winding down from the day, maybe you're cooking dinner and you just kind of like to feel like you have someone in the room with you, have that conversation with a friend type vibe, then pop this up on YouTube. I think it's really fun. Um, You can kind of see the ins and outs. This is just the office. (laughs) It's like a square foot. And right below me, we have Mr. Jack. He is currently in the cords. If he moves, then this may all shut down. Who knows? Either way, thank you so much for being here. If you have not already, (laughs) subscribe. You'll see the camera kind of shift because he likes to get comfy. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, it's so vital for growth. Just because you're listening to this episode now doesn't necessarily mean you have subscribed. So head over to Apple Podcasts, the little purple one, and click subscribe and then scroll down to the bottom, leave a review. Five stars. I'm telling you it's the best way to grow the podcast is reviews. And then if you're listening on Spotify do the same thing. Just hit follow. All right, let's get into today's episode. Before we started talking about the questions and topics that we have on the docket today, I figured it would be, since we're doing this a little more mono e mono and uh, face-to-face, I wanted to show you guys kind of what I do right before podcast episodes. It's nothing intense. It's nothing that is specific and special to me and only I can do it. It's kind of for anybody. I figured though, uh, there are a lot of us who are either working at home or just trying to kind of figure out where where their passions may lie. You want to figure out what is what is your driving force right now. And to do that, you need clarity. And I feel like a lot of people myself included, when we're trying to seek that clarity, the last thing we want to do is be still and be focused. We want to so often flood ourselves with all these different tasks. We want to flood ourselves with more workouts, more self-care, more, uh, none of those things are bad, but more tasks, more time to do, 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 do. And I've said this on a hundred different episodes, but 
we have to remember, and I have to remind myself this all the time, that we do not have to do more to be more. And I know that sounds so cheeseball, but at the end of the day, in order to get any type of clarity, whether it is in a relationship, maybe you're in a relationship that's giving you red flags and you're like, oh, how do I figure this out? You have to get still. Whether you are in a weight loss plateau or you don't know where to start in a health journey and you just have to get clear, see what comes to you. If you are in a new business venture or mindset and you need to really just stay laser focused on your vision and know that something better is out there and just be ready to accept it. So you kind of have to like clear your slate a little bit in order to let the real intention come to you. Um, I so often feel like we're in this place of, oh my God, like just being patient, gotta wait for what's coming to me. And we're putting a lot of pressure on those things. And I think that if we put pressure on those things, then it that's giving us anxiety. That's giving us some false sense of hope that once we get this thing, we're going to be perfect. I think that it's just the knowing that it's going to come and not putting pressure on when. It could be a day. It could be a month. could be years. But I think that getting clear and allowing your slate to be blank in order to really see what your priorities are and what you actually want to fill up, right? So instead of you know, buying a ton of clothes, let's say you're feeling stressed or low self-worth or, you know, imposter syndrome or like in a funk, you go out and buy all these things or maybe you buy a bunch of new stuff for the kitchen or for the holidays or you buy new stuff, new pillows, new plants, new clothes or something. I remember clothes, this is going to be a tangent, but I remember when I was younger, all my friends would always go out and like buy new clothes and we would go to the mall and we would always have these times where we would go into like Abercrombie and Hollister and at the time you know we're in seventh eighth ninth grade high school and those stores were kind of expensive and for for a kid my age and I we didn't have we didn't have a lot of money like we weren't getting like I wasn't getting a ton of money to go out and do all these shopping sprees and so I was just going to like maybe I would get a tank top or like I'd find something on sale. So I always remember feeling that sense of like low self-worth because I attributed it to money. But now, and sometimes that will come up for me if I'm feeling a little self-worth and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go buy XYZ or I'm going to go buy this dress or I see these shoes. I don't even love them that much, but I'm going to buy them just to almost say that I can, but then it crowds in and I end up two weeks later being like, I'm never going to wear these. So A lot of those things will show up for you when you notice what starts to get really crowded, right? So those are things that I'm personally working on, but I think it's really important to kind of get clear before you do anything that is important to you. This podcast is the most important thing to me that I do. Yes, of course, my nutrition clients are like, they're amazing and it's what keeps the lights on and it's, I'm so pleased always seeing their progress, whether it's weight loss, muscle gain, fat loss, or just a better relationship with food. I love seeing that progress. But at the end of the day, the podcast is really like, it's my baby. So before I start the podcast, I will set up my space and you guys see it as a very clear, like white walls organized, but on the floor, there's cords everywhere and there's, you know, 
ring light set up, dog hanging out on the floor, knocking everything over and pushing tables with his butt. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. This is the space that I'm working with and I want to keep it clear. So I will do my eyebrows here. Just a little disclosure here. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can kind of see this, but (laughs) I got Botox a few months ago and I've had to go in a couple different times. I love my girl. I've had a great experience, but this just happens sometimes as you begin to get mini, uh, injections like this. I know I would just want to be fully transparent with y'all. Um, it was just something that was really important to me. I thought about it all the time and I was like, okay, if I do this every few months, it's totally fine. And I, I do it. Uh, and so I went in and I got my Botox. I was feeling great. And you can kind of start to feel it work a little bit within the first like week or so. And I started to notice it was working really well on one side and not as well on the other side. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you will notice that this eyebrow, my left eyebrow is like, I mean, it is sky high. It is sky high compared to my right eyebrow, which is neutral. You know, it's a little bit more frozen. And I don't know if I have just like these insane Michael felt muscles in my eyebrows or in my forehead muscles. I have just like Simone Biles energy running through the veins of my forehead that I can just genuinely like flex out of this Botox. And I don't know if I need a quadruple filling or serving of it, but holy shit, I can't afford to have this strength in my face because I'm not about to spend $600 on Botox every time I go. It's not happening. I'm not doing it. Let, let me wrinkle. This is fine. But I have like filing cabinets when I'm not doing Botox. They are the thickest, meatiest foreheads. And it's fine. It's not a big deal. It's just something that if I think about it, like, why not? Why not tone it down a little bit? So that's what I did. And also, I've been working a ton on my skincare. So I was like, okay, if you know, I'm not getting this cystic hormonal insane acne like I used to before I cleaned up my diet and before I really figured out my hormones, then I'm going to like treat myself to do something a little bit so that people are more so staring, uh, noticing the skin on my face as opposed to the wrinkles on my forehead. Again, that's just a me thing. So I like to do my eyebrows (laughs) because it makes me feel like I have like a full face of makeup on even if I don't. I do a little bit of eyebrows. Uh, I like to turn off my phone. I'm not on Instagram for at least 20-30 minutes before I podcast episode. I like to go in and I like to think about all of the questions that have come to me over the past few weeks or months, or I think about what's coming up in, you know, in the future that I could maybe plug in a little bit to in the podcast. I also like to make sure that I have a glass of water. I have my beverages. We'll go over that in a second, but I like to have my accessories. I like to have my water because I think that it's just something that makes it feel homey to me. I like to have my options. And then the big thing that I do, I'm not going to do this again because it's actually, yes, I will. Okay. Um, this is not like about essential oils or anything, but there's this brand and I guess, I don't, I think they sent it to me. I can't remember, but it's, I've had it for probably six months and I keep it in my refrigerator and I find that I only use it at night or right before I podcast. And I think that there's something about the sense 
of this little roller stick that I absolutely love. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. It's tiny. It's like four inches long, three inches long. I don't know inches, but um, it's this little tiny tube. It looks like a roll-on perfume, but it's by, it's called CBD Release Relief Essential Cooling and Soothing Oil Blend. Um, so it's got some eucalyptus. It's got peppermint. It's got rosemary. And I just really love the smell of it. It's, I think, the CBD is fantastic, clearly, but it's not about necessarily the CBD feeling. It's more about the essential oils and it makes you feel like you're in a spa. It makes you feel clean and bright. So if I don't have time to shower necessarily before a podcast interview or solo episode or recording, then I'll put a little bit of this on because it kind of gives you that like post brushing your teeth feeling where you actually feel really clean even if you're even if you haven't just showered so what I do is I just um, unscrew it I put a couple dabs of it in my hand and I just rub it together on my hands and I'll like press my hands on my chest and on my neck and on my wrists so yeah it's it's strong right now because I've used it eight times and I've been like playing with it but for me it just it just kind of gives you that whoosh of not even relaxation but it it's almost like these scents get you organized they they cleanse and they clear and I'm a huge fan of the peppermint I'm a huge fan of the lavender so it's a calming and a cooling not a stimulant I think that you guys will really like this um the brand is boom dot boom and I had never heard of it before, but they sent it to me and I was like, fuck yeah. So it's 250 milligrams of active cannabinoids, boom dot boom, CBD relief, essential oil blend. I love it. Not sponsored. It's just in my fridge and I think it's great. Uh, So those are a couple things that I do before I start the podcast and it's going to sound so cheesy and kind of not on brand with me, but it seems very like like I would have a obnoxious welcome mat at my house type of situation and be like live laugh love or just dance like no one's watching or weird tchotchkes which is fine for some people but not my vibe but one thing that I tend to do before I start podcasting is I smile I look at myself in the camera or in the mirror and I just am like I smile I might even cut that out, but if you're watching on YouTube, I can't edit videos yet, so you will see that. All right, and since I'm wearing a skirt, we're recording this on video. I guess that was very self-indulgent of me. I don't know why I couldn't just think, oh, wow, my closet is 18 feet away. Why don't I just go put on some pants, you little whore? Um, But hopefully you guys don't see my underwear. Um, All right, so let's get into today's episode. Uh, Today is... (laughs) a solo episode clearly and we are going to be talking a little bit about holidays coming up we're going to talk about some things that I've recognized within myself that I think will resonate with a lot of people who are listening and we're just gonna have some story time I think the beginning of that episode ended up being much longer than I thought so and again if you hear Jack down here uh he's perfect and I'm not moving him. So get the fuck over it. All right. So first thing we're going to get into today, I'm going to take a little sip of my, so good. Oh my God. I think I'm going to (coughs) cough. Oh, and I scared the dog. 
two birds, one scone. I heard that the other day. I love that. Feed two birds with one scone instead of kill two birds with one stone because I'm not, I don't eat land animals. So let's get into today's episode. Jack, just chill. Just relax, please. Um, I want to start off by talking a little bit about holiday, holidays coming up, eating about around the holidays, and some questions that clients end up coming to me with. And these are these are questions that I get from current clients as well as prospective clients. So, um, with clients, we will always do a strategy call in the beginning to see if it's a good fit to even work together. So, if you are interested in that, then go ahead and head on to my website, Eliza G. Uh, wellness, and you can schedule a free strategy call. It takes about 20 to 30 minutes, and we go through your whole history. I send you all the forms that you need, but really, that's a good chance for me to see, like, okay, is this something you need to go to therapy for, (laughs) or is this something that I really feel like I can help you with? A lot of people have said what I do is more similar to food therapy, which I thought was really cool, Um, which I'm sure I can't say, but here we are. So as we head into the holidays, people tend to put a lot of pressure on themselves in order to maintain exactly what they're already doing with their nutrition, with their fitness, with their social calendar, with their drinking. And I've said this before on previous podcasts, and I kind of want to get ahead of it because I think that we spend so much time in our head about this and we don't need to. We don't need to spend all of our time trying to figure out what is the healthiest dish that I can bring or concerning ourselves about the food that we know is going to be at these holiday parties. And we want to spend more time actually enjoying these parties, right? And then not worrying about our progress being lost when we get back in January or whenever uh, whenever we start to round that corner. So as we start to think about holiday parties, one of the first questions that I always get is, well, I think that I want to wait to, you know, really get on my fitness and nutrition until after the holidays. And I always think that's so funny because it's, of course, there's going to be more social events. There's going to be more excess in a way. There's going to be a little more pressure to buy things. There's going to be a little more pressure to give things. There's going to be that anxiety of receiving things. There's going to be that feeling of not being in control. And I think that if you, this all comes back to self-awareness in the sense that if you feel that you are not self-aware or if you are self-aware and you're one of those people that and and feel free to admit this to yourself in your head like your head is a safe space or we want it to be um you can admit it to yourself without punishing yourself or without giving yourself too much grief about it but you can admit to yourself i like control I prefer to be in control. Control makes me feel like everything is going to be okay. When we get into this mindset of I have to have control in order to be calm and safe and happy, we become a very, we have, our mindset becomes very linear and very small. 
And it also becomes a prison in a way. We end up thinking that we know best always. We end up closing off opportunity to connect with other people, connect with other foods, connect with opportunity because we're spending so much time in our head that we take ourselves out of the present moment because we're always concerned about the next, right? And where I really think that the holidays get people is that they feel like they don't have a choice. And I know that in the world that we live in right now, having our freedoms and our choices and our opinions can be scary. Having an opinion that may seem different from the masses, it can be scary and it can feel isolating. And I think that when we go into a space of feeling like we have no choice, no option, and we're you know, put into a situation where it's not up to us, then we start to get a little, that frenetic energy where we aren't fully ourselves, we're not fully present, and maybe we rely on more alcohol at that time. Or maybe we really end up over-consuming in kind of an unhealthy mindset way, different foods that you typically aren't eating. So you ask yourself, when you get into these situations, say you're at a holiday party with a bunch of your friends, that evening is temporary. That evening is a few hours where you're going to look back in 20 years from now, you'll look at pictures and you're not going to remember the food. You're going to remember the people, you'll remember the ambiance, you'll remember the setting. I challenge you to look back at any photos you have around your house, look back at any of your Instagram feed pictures or go through your phone and look at old photo albums. And unless it's, you know, Thanksgiving or you're at an actual restaurant or the whole purpose is like a cooking class, which is rare, then I guarantee you're not going to be thinking about what food was served. You're not going to be thinking about, oh, I remember I didn't get enough food that night. They didn't have any healthy options. Or you're not going to think about oh my gosh, that night gave me so much anxiety because they didn't, it's always, we always put the blame elsewhere. They, they, they. And it may be that you don't eat gluten or dairy and you get to a place where all they have is shepherd's pie and chicken pot pie. And you're like, that's gluten and that's dairy. What do we do? Instead of panicking and becoming almost resentful or like you've put yourself in this box, some things you can do are get creative. If you understand that you have some restrictions that are based on health, then it may be that you bring some hummus and crackers or some veggies or a big soup for everybody to have. You can put that extra effort forward. Because I guarantee you, if you bring that healthy option, there's going to be someone else who's like, oh, thank goodness there's a big veggie dish here. Because I really, really was was thinking the exact same thing. You know, I was, of course, a little nervous that I was going to overeat all these desserts and cookies and drinks and things like that. So we also have to put it into our own hands and say, okay, is this a situation where I know that I'm not going to have a whole lot of healthy options? You can bring your own. 
if you're going into it thinking that, you know, you have to be 100% on your diet because of weight loss, that ends up putting more stress on our system and on our nervous system, which is going to in turn affect our hormones, which is going to in turn aid in fat storage. Oh, there we go. Mr. Jack's trying to haul himself off. Goodbye. That back lug is so numb that he just like walks. He just like gimps. It's really cute. Love you, buddy. Anyways, but if you're trying to be 100% on your diet or eat the way that you always, always eat, then what are you going to do when you travel? What are you going to do when you get an opportunity to go to Europe? And are you going to not eat the pasta? Are you going to completely change everybody else's experience based on your own internal turbulence? So we want to think, okay, am I doing this because is this coming out of a restrictive and scarcity mindset that there's nothing for me, so I'm either not going to eat anything or I'm going to overeat everything? And instead of being in that mindset, we want to think, okay, why are we here in the first place? We're here to connect with people. We're here to laugh. We're here to share a story. We're here to make a toast. And we don't need to just rely heavily on alcohol in order to cope with overeating or undereating, right? So have your balanced meals before you have these parties. I know so often that when people go out to eat or we have these plans, let's say let's say you're in Charleston or you're in Scottsdale or you're in Charlotte and you know you have a dinner with friends or with colleagues out that night and it's going to be a big night. You know, you're going to have some wine, maybe there's a ton of pasta, there's pizzas on the menu, all that stuff. So what you do is is decide to have like just a green smoothie for breakfast and then just, you know, a banana for lunch because you're like, okay, no, I promise you I'm going to like go ham at dinner. By restricting ourselves all day long, we are putting ourselves in a scarcity mindset of I can't have anything and finally when food's in front of you, it's as though you're still in that mindset. So you're like, okay, let's consume everything we can because we don't know when we're going to get it again. So we have to, like I said, going back, we have to be in a space of knowing. First of all, let's let's recognize and know our privilege. Like if you're listening to a podcast right now, chances are you know where your next meal is coming from. If you're listening to this podcast right now or especially watching it on YouTube, you know that you have technology. You're already uh, you're already a step ahead of so many people in this world who don't have what we have. So let's not pretend that we don't know where our next food is coming from. And we also understand that we're going to have the opportunity to try these things, but we don't necessarily have to finish them. So in that circumstance, instead of wasting food and, you know, everybody just twirl two pieces of pasta and then you're finished and then you like, you don't want to waste all those foods. So instead, hey, Bill, you're sitting next to me. You want to share this big salmon salad and a pasta and they're probably going to have bread. They're probably going to have drinks. And I swear if you just slow down your eating, you put your fork down. My mom always taught me this. She, we always used to give her so much grief because we were like mom, you're such a slow eater. Like she chewed every bite, like 
400 times. I, she, I mean, she always had great digestion too, hot bod, like she's did it right. And I try and do this too. Sometimes I eat and I blink and it's gone. I'm just a Wolverine Hoover vac and I'm just working on it. So in order to really be more present, chew your food, stay off your phone, look around at the people as they're enjoying this meal. Don't worry if there's a little left on this plate and a little left on this plate. It doesn't all have to go eaten in order for you to feel calm, right? So we want to take a look at that and think, okay, why am I getting these anxious thoughts around food? I know there's a little bit of food over there. I know there's a little bit of food over there. I could easily reach over and grab that last sushi roller. I could easily reach over it and like, are we actually hungry or do we just not want it to go uneaten? Is it going to ruin your whole night if they take away that one piece of sushi? And we just want to start to think about those things. And I know that that might seem like tough love for some people or it might seem insensitive, but at the end of the day, if we're having those anxious thoughts just around food, then most likely we're having those anxious thoughts about our relationships, about work, money, family, sleep, health. Um, and I definitely struggle with this as well. I have struggled and still struggle with a lot of anxious thoughts. My mind is constantly going, constantly comparing, constantly trying to figure out what what is the perfect thing for me? What is my thing? And by doing that, you know, I start sampling all these other little things, which can be healthy to an extent. But when I try and fill it into my everyday lifestyle, it just doesn't work until you feel it. So I really believe that by kind of getting yourself in the right mindset before before the holidays, before each event, before each, you know, outing, we keep having our balanced breakfast and lunch You don't have to deprive yourself all day long just because you know you're going out to dinner. You can start to maybe minimize a little bit of caffeine right around the holidays because you, if you want someone to get a little bit more anxious, maybe this is the time, this is what I do. I do a little half half decaf, half caffeinated coffee. So anytime I have a regular coffee now, I'm like, so it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of energy. So I definitely recommend reducing some of those stimulants that will really activate your nervous system and don't put so much pressure on yourself to do intense, intense workouts. Make sure you're getting in daily movement, getting in daily greens, getting in a little bit of mindfulness in the morning. Even if that means the first 30 minutes of your day, you're off of your phone. Even if that means everyone around you is on their phone, you don't have to be. Um, so using that time to really observe what thoughts are coming up and think about why. So that's one thing I wanted to talk about. I need to take another sip. Speaking of another sip, uh, it would not be a podcast if I didn't talk to you about our show sponsor. And I'm super pumped that if you're watching on YouTube, then you can really see what I'm talking about. So, um, one of the things that I always make sure I have as I'm podcasting is some kind of hot elixir. And I say that because I'm one of those people that gets cold all the time. doesn't matter if it's 99 degrees outside, if there is even a of breeze or even that essential oil, the peppermint blend kind of makes me a little cold sometimes. That's why I have my hair covering up my nipples right now. So 
<laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you know what I mean. So today I am talking about Organifi. So if you've been a listener of the podcast for the past couple months, you know that I have been a massive fan. I have a podcast episode with Drew, the founder of Organifi. If you scroll back after this episode, of course, look back, check out our episode, and he goes so into depth about why all of these ingredients and products are so important. The reason I switched from my old protein powder an old supplement company is one, because the taste got to be a little bit chalky for the protein. It got to be a little bit more expensive for what I was actually getting. And I found myself constantly ordering and ordering and ordering. While it did have benefits, the benefits of the Organifi protein as well as the other Organifi supplements have by and large surpassed any of my expectations. Not only is it gluten-free, sugar-free, or organic, but it is also full of superfoods. It's full of, or it's been tested for glyphosate, which is a uh, known carcinogen, which is found in Roundup, in our gardens, things like that, which has been tied to cancers. So the fact that they are so ahead of their field, so ahead of the times when it comes to detecting these things, it is out of this world. I'm telling you, every single person I've talked to at Organifi has just given the most positive feedback, not only about working there, but about using their products. You know it's a good company when people who work there love working there. So right now, I am drinking the Organifi Chocolate Gold. So this is actually made for rest and relaxation, which is what I wanted to feel while we were recording this episode. In this one, there is turmeric, ginger, cacao, reishi mushrooms, turkey tail mushrooms, coconut milk, uh, great cinnamon, the Ceylon cinnamon, and a little bit of black pepper for absorption. And I'm telling you, I wish you guys could smell this right now. It's It smells like hot chocolate with a little bit of coconut milk in it. It is divine. I actually threw a little bit of pumpkin spice um, powder in it, and it's so damn good. I like to have something hot because I get really cold throughout the day, but I start my day with the Organifi greens powder. If you follow me on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. I'll do a little bit of the greens powder with about 24 to 32 ounces of water. I'll chug that down. It's amazing if I'm not doing my own pure juice. As soon as I'm finished with that, I will either move to a hot little elixir or throughout the day, I will do the organic protein powder. So if you want to check out the products from Organifi, they do not offer this deal or discount on the website. So make sure that you go to Organifi.com slash H-T-H. Again, that's Organifi.com slash H-T-H. And you can get 20% off. Make sure you check out the greens powder, the chocolate gold, if they still have it, if you're listening to this around the time that the podcast was released. What am I saying? Anyways, if you're listening towards the end of September, they may already be out. So make sure you check it out. Get the protein. I like the vanilla and then definitely the greens powder. It is my favorite. Again, use the code HTH at checkout for 20% off. We are switching over to glyphosate-free, organic, amazing superfood supplements. All right. That is our new deal for 2022. Okay. So make sure you check that out. The details are in the show notes. Let me take a sip. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, that's fresh. That is so good. Mmm. It is so good. And would you look at that? My, there we go. You know what I didn't think about while I was recording, while I've been recording is one, 
my eyebrows are absolutely going insane have you ever seen that adam sandler movie oh my god i know so many people are gonna be like oh my god i know the name of that movie like and they just want to subliminally feed me this information but you can't all you can do is comment in the show notes and leave a review of what the movie is that i'm thinking of but there's this movie with jennifer aniston and Adam Sandler and he's a plastic surgeon and he has this patient where her eyebrows go all the way up to her forehead um and or just one goes all the way up to her forehead and it's just it's so fucking funny and that's how I feel right now all right let's get back into these topics so we kind of just discussed holiday those anxious feelings give yourself a little break it's meant to be a break. You don't want to look back and think that you had all these anxious thoughts based on, you know, something that was completely out of your control. And if you just release that control, you're giving so much space to bring in energy that you actually want. I'm telling you the moment that you actually are like, this is out of my control. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy. I'm telling you, you will be rewarded by something fantastic happening to you. Either you're going to get some money or you're going to genuinely, something good always happens when you release a little bit of that pressure on yourself and when you release that energy. Um, so one thing I wanted to discuss is I feel, excuse me, I burped. I feel like I have been a bit fraudulent and let me explain that. This doesn't necessarily have to do with like imposter syndrome or thinking I'm not good at my job or thinking that there's something wrong with me. I don't mean it in that sense. However, for the past, I don't know, years that I've had the podcast, how many times have you heard me say, listen to your body, listen to your body, do what feels right for your body. If you need to take a walk, take a walk. I have said that so many times. However, I have practiced so many different types of fitness. I have incorporated so many different different types of fitness into my day-to-day, but I think that whenever I started my brand, in Arizona even, I was recording fitness videos, not stretching, not yoga, not any of that, not Pilates. It was always weights. It was always hit, something plyometric, because that's really what resonated to me at the time, and that's why I loved it. And that's why I genuinely loved creating all those, all that content. And if you scroll back on my Eliza G underscore wellness Instagram, you can go back to like 2015 and see all those videos. But I genuinely, it just doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me as much. I think that, so let me tell you what I've been doing for the past two weeks, maybe three. For the past couple of weeks, I have slowly started going to a big box gym less and less, not because I do not enjoy those workouts or that they're not productive, but I feel like I'm in a stage in my life where they are just not as enjoyable for me. And when I get to a place where my workouts are making me more activated, and a little bit more charged in an anxious way. I have always preached, you know, listen to your body. If you're feeling stressful in your mind, you don't need to go do a stressful workout if it doesn't feel right to you. And I think that I have finally really started to practice what I preach. So for the past few weeks, I have been waking up and doing mat Pilates, 
from the Pilates class. I had Jackie Kingswell on the podcast a couple of months ago. So scroll back, look at that. She's fantastic. She's from Australia and we had the best time recording. But I genuinely have been doing the 30 to 40 minute classes every single day for the past few weeks. And then I will do, you know, maybe I'll do a 15 minute walk then on a treadmill in our little apartment gym, or I'll go for a walk later in the afternoon for half an hour or 40 minutes. And that has been my workout. And I am not dying. I am not sweating. I'm not angry. I'm not lifting heavy weights. And my body feels so good. And let me say something that sounds so stupid, but to me, it's a very real fear. I think that when I first started, I'm, I'm big on recognition. I love recognition. And that's just part of my ego. Part of being a projector in human design is I really like, I like to feel recognized for effort and for my gifts or talents. And when I first started really working out intensely back in 2000 and like 2013, 14, the compliments that I would get from mostly guys, definitely girls, but mostly guys, which again, this is not, I don't love saying this, but I would get a ton of compliments and like comments on my butt. (laughs) And like, I've never had boobs really. That's never been a thing for me, but I never really had a butt. And then I started to weight train consistently for throughout the years. And when I started working at this one job, you know, we had to wear, you know, casualish clothes. I would wear a top and jeans and it was pretty cash, but it was like known throughout the office and people would compliment my butt or they'd be like, what do you do for workouts? Or it was kind of a, it was a a joke obviously, but it was always just one of those things where I was like, thanks. I'm like really working hard at it. Thanks. I've never had a book before, but thanks. And I didn't realize how ingrained in those compliments and in that external validation I was. And this for you could be, you are the friend who always eats the healthiest. You are the friend who always has the cleanest house. You are the friend that always has the best clothes. You are the friend that always has something and you're known for that. And so you seek that validation subconsciously. And I think that one reason why I was a bit nervous to really listen to my body was because I didn't want to lose my butt. (laughs) Oh my God, I hate myself right now for saying this, but here we are. I hope it helps someone. And I was so nervous to be compared to my old self. So someone even commented the other day. I said, oh my God, I just feel so much better. I've just been doing so much Pilates and I've been feeling great with my walks and like my lower back isn't hurting, no sciatic nerve pain. Like I'm not stressed. I don't feel as much anxiety and I don't feel this pressure to like suck in my tummy all the time because my abs are engaged from these workouts and like my legs feel long and lean, but they don't feel as muscular, which is what I wanted a long time, not a long time ago a year ago, but I just started to notice that I could like bend over, touch my toes and I didn't have this like shooting pain in my neck. I started to recognize that I was so much more flexible. I started to notice that my like obliques were more prominent and they go, yeah, that's what happens when you lose muscle. And I know that they were referring to like 
my butt or my legs or just throughout my body or that's what I perceived it as. And I was like, fuck, dang it. Is that really happening? I was like, is it that bad? And then I realized I don't give one 19th of a fuck if this person or any person wants to comment on the fact that my butt doesn't look the same way it did when I was heavyweight training five to six days per week and counting my macros. Like I am so, I, I, I am, that is all them. And I think that we put ourselves in this box where it's always about how other people see us. And at the end of the day, I'm showing up nicer, kinder, calmer. I am more flexible. I don't give a shit about my cellulite, which I have on the back of my legs, always have. I don't care that my butt isn't quite as perky as it is. I still feel strong. My form feels good. I feel aligned. I feel happy. And I don't feel like I'm putting any pressure on my workouts, but I'm, I'm actually moving more. I'm not maybe lifting heavy as heavy a weight, but I'll still go and do like a couple sets of 12 squats with a dumbbell, just like 35, 25 pounds, nothing crazy. But because I'm not putting this pressure on myself, I genuinely feel like it's allowing me space to not care what people are thinking. And I love it. I used to literally go on walks. And when I say used to, I mean last month, maybe a month or two ago, I would go on walks in shorts in Charleston and I would like make sure that the shorts were either were like flattering enough so that if I was walking like down a hill or if I wasn't like accentuating my butt or flexing or walking with long lean strides, then people would see the cellulite under the butt, under my butt cheek. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is affecting the way I walk outside on the beach. And I just, I just threw my hands up in the air. I was like, oh, I am only think I am the only one thinking this. I am the only one thinking about the back of my legs. Nobody in the world right now is thinking, oh, wow, why is Gelman back of her legs? Did you see that? And I think that it's, it's such a small thing for everybody else, but for me, it was like the whole identity that I had that people would comment on my body. So I felt like I had to keep it at that same, at that same position, same body fat percentage, same everything. So I needed to do the same workouts and it became so resentful. And let me tell you something, I feel great. And for you, it might mean going from doing Pilates or just going on walks to going to do a CrossFit class if that makes you feel alive and good and calm and peaceful. And it just gets me closer to feeling the way that I want to feel when I show up in the world. Okay. Um, and I, I wanted to make sure that I said that because I talked to my sister about this the other day. Shout out Alexa. Thank you. Love you, Belle. I was talking to her about this yesterday and she was like, it's good that you're really fully doing this because in the past, like you've definitely, you've incorporated these things, but you've never really fully like let go. I don't remember exactly what her words were. She's much more eloquent than I am, but it just meant a lot to hear someone so close to me and who I talk to every single day about these things to really observe that it's a step. It, it was a release. Like we talked about, this is all coming full circle. Yes. I love when these things come full circle. I released a little bit of control and my reward was I no longer care what people think about my body. 
and my body has not changed. I mean, I still have a butt. I still, it's fine. Nothing crazy is happening. Like, still have a roof over my head. Still have a business. Still have a job. Still have a podcast. Another, it's fine. So that's what I wanted to get into today as far as the physical fitness aspect of it. So when you're on holiday, when you're on your vacation, or when you're on your freaking period, go go for a walk. It's so important to move your body still. That's, that's a non-negotiable. Even if it's stretching while you're watching Entourage reruns on Netflix. Not me. Not me watching every single episode for the past couple of months. Oopsie. God, by the way, if you watch Entourage, Turtle has gotten so hot. Joey Ferreira, if you're listening to this or if anybody knows him, he has a wife and a child. I'm not getting into that. But he is just so beautiful. I would love to have him on the podcast. I love him so much. Um, anyways, I just really appreciate you guys listening to me rant. Uh, make sure to leave us five stars on iTunes and make sure to hit subscribe, like, share, comment everywhere you find podcasts. If you're interested in nutrition, programming, uh, one-on-one working together for either weight loss, uh, more plant-based diet, or anything that you are working on food therapy-wise, then feel free to book a free strategy call on my website. It is elizagwellness.com. You can go anywhere to find the links to the podcast. Um, And if you, again, want to know a little bit more about Organifi, click the link in the show notes or head to my Instagram, click the link in my bio, and it will all be there. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I look forward to hearing all of your thoughts on this episode in the reviews. In the reviews. If you have something to say, write it in an iTunes review, because even if it's not good, rate it five stars. Talk to you guys later.